Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Welcome to r slash Entitled Parents, where this horrible Karen demands to steal her own daughter's make-a-wish. Mum felt entitled to my wish after I was diagnosed and survived cancer. So today, I, a 29-year-old woman, am 13 years in remission from cancer. I had a very aggressive type with less than 20% chance of survival for the first five years. Chance of the specific type coming back after five years was reduced to 0%. But that's not the story I'm here to share. It's just relevant information. As I was 16, I qualified for Make-A-Wish. I'd played around with a bunch of potential ideas, destination vacations, meeting my favorite band, getting electronics. Once the idea of traveling somewhere warm came up, my mum, the entitled parent of the story, was convinced that that was what was happening with my wish. The discussion of Barbados came up, so that's what she set her mind to. However, I was still on the fence, and after discussing it with my correspondent at Make-A-Wish, I wanted to meet my favorite band instead. We would not have been able to go to the Caribbean for the trip, simply because of costs, but we could have still gone somewhere warm and out of country. We live in northern Canada, so that's minus 40 degrees Celsius winters. Wow. There was talks of Florida, California, or even Hawaii as a destination to meet them at. I wrote a letter directed to said band, explaining how listening to them helped me through my treatments, and one song in particular that the youngest wrote. And my correspondents had mailed it out to the managers and they were going to begin preparations for the band to get time scheduled for the wish when i told my mum what i wanted and the plan to meet the band she went nuts she went off about how i deserve this trip as much as you do because i've been there for you the entire time and that if i wanted to do anything besides going to barbados i could find another adult to supervise the trip because neither her or my stepdad would be joining me since it wasn't what she wanted. She then told me to pack my bags and told me that I'd be staying at my dad's place until I came to your senses. And she told Make-A-Wish that we were going to Barbados. I spent over a month at my dad's and the correspondent tried to convince me to go through with what I really wanted several times during the period before I finally caved and let my mum have what she wanted. Now, my parents did make a compromise with me at the time and told me that they'd drive me to their concert in Toronto if I paid for the entire trip. Foolish, 17-year-old me thought that this was a great idea. I get to see the band in concert. I make my parents happy in the end. It cost a lot. My parents complained the whole time, but at least I'd seen them in concerts. On the occasional time where the conversation of the trip to Barbados comes up, my mum likes to paint herself as the victim after all these years. Oh, could you imagine if you'd have gone through with it and we'd missed out on going to Barbados? You would have gone with someone else's mum instead and left us, that's her and my stepdad, behind. I would have never forgiven you if you'd done that. So wow, putting the blame on her daughter who had cancer. 
Great. To this day, I am still a huge fan of that band. They were on hiatus for a while, but came back, and this whole situation really sticks in my mind, especially when I see them performing on shows and on their two tours that they've done post hiatus. Yes, I saw them in concert and it was a great time, but I could have physically met them and gone to a concert through Make-A-Wish while traveling to another country without having to pay out of pocket for the experience. All because my mum felt entitled to making my wish about her rather than the actual recipient of it. Now, I understand that she didn't care to meet the band herself, but there could have been many more opportunities available aside from just doing that. Look, I nearly died. It shouldn't have been a question of her doing whatever she wanted for my wish, especially with the extremely high chance of the cancer coming back. Seriously, does it get any lower than trying to steal your own daughter's make-a-wish? That is genuinely incredible. What is that? I wonder, OP, if you still bring it up with your mum to this day. Does she even know that she was in the wrong? Does she feel guilty? Have you told her how you feel? Maybe she's just so obtuse that she doesn't even realize that what she did was horrible. Who knows? She's clearly exceptionally entitled. And now moving on to our second entitled parent story of this video. Now, this one is actually a two-parter. And trust me, as it goes along, it gets pretty bloody serious. Let's go. Entitled dad tries to gaslight, manipulate, and extort me for 90k over a used Prius because I got the coronavirus vaccine. So, my parents are complete anti-vaxxer Karens and Darrens. We're talking full-on, vaccines cause autism, and coronavirus was invented by Bill Gates to mind control us all with spike proteins, horse-paced guzzling types, with no sense of personal responsibility or empathy for others. I repeatedly watched them get kicked out of businesses for refusing to wear a mask, and my Karen mother even had a meltdown in a grocery store that I'm surprised wasn't recorded and blasted all over the internet. But that's not what this story is about. The problem came around when I, a non-binary 24-year-old, got the vaccine for work. My job has me dealing with a lot of people, and a large amount of them are elderly, pregnant, or immune-compromised. I figured I'd just get it and not tell them since I live about an hour away in the next day over, and, at the time, visited them once a week on my day off. After my second shot, I got a little sick. Note, if you get the shot, make sure you drink a lot of electrolyte drinks after or you'll feel like rubbish. Uh, Yeah, I did both times. And while laid up in bed, I called my sister, who lives four hours away because it was her birthday. During the conversation, I mentioned that I'd gotten the vaccine. Unbeknownst to me, my Karen mother was in the car with her during a visit I didn't know about and heard every word. She proceeds to have a five alarm meltdown at my sister's house, saying that I'm going to die while my sister gives me a play-by-play via text. When my mother returned at the end of the week, she called me and told me that I'm no longer allowed over at her house unless I take these supplements she got off Facebook to stop the spike proteins. Oh my God. And that I'm not allowed to visit my brother, who is 39 and lives two states over, or his kids. Now, at this point, I'd had enough of her rubbish and told her that my health is none of her business and whether or not I can visit is my brother's decision, not hers. She exploded and I hung up the phone. An important thing to note here is that the car I drive, a used Prius, technically belonged to my grandparents. After my grandmother had a stroke and got in a car crash, a minor one where no one was injured, thank God, 
they decided to give me the car since I needed one and they told my dad to make that happen since he had power of attorney. He agreed to do it in exchange for $2,500 that he put towards the 90,000 parent plus loan he has from my college. I gave him $600 a month in addition to paying my own loans to help since it's a lot of money, even though his salary is around 200K and I make $17 an hour. Nice. Midway through my exile, I decided to try to be the bigger person and clear things up with my mum. I invited her out to lunch to listen to her concerns and establish some boundaries for the both of us so we can move on with our relationship. Now, I know that sounds dumb, but I thought since she gave birth to me, I could reason with her and we could talk it out like adults. That didn't happen. The entire lunch, she treated me like I was diseased. She wouldn't touch or hug me and kept her food as far away from me as possible. When I tried to broach the subject of apologizing and patching this up, she launches into a tirade about how she will not compromise or walk on eggshells for me. For no reason, she also drags my sexuality into it. I've been openly queer since I was a teen, and while they're not openly disapproving, they still do avoid the topic like the plague. I never told them I was non-binary because I knew how they'd react. And she said that since it makes her uncomfortable, I needed psychological help. That was my last straw. I said goodbye, walked away from the table, and decided to go no contact while I grieved and made a plan for how to move forward. Fast forward a few weeks when I went to renew my tabs and made an appointment to renew my license. They get sent to my parents' house because my dad still holds the title. Since I still had limited contact with my dad, I asked him about it and we agreed to get the car title settled. I tell him I'll go anywhere but the house to do it because I didn't want to face my mum while I was still angry and say something to her that I'd regret. He kept moving the time and place around until last night he called and finally said either I come to the house to confront them or he'll call the police. I remind him that they both forbade me from going back to the house and I kid you not, he went full gaslights and says, no, we did not. You're making stuff up. I tell him I'm not going to the house and that's when he told me I needed to come back for the title paperwork and to sign a promissory note. I asked him what the promissory note is for and he told me it's an agreement to pay the parent plus loan back to him. He literally said it was the only leverage I ever had over you and that if I didn't sign, I wasn't getting the car. I told him it wasn't my loan and he got really angry and called me a bunch of names. He ended the conversation by telling me that either I show up at the house or forfeit the free car. I asked for my $2,500 back and he told me to F off. After a night of crying, I called my sister and made a plan to close the bank account my dad has access to and just get a different car with the money I have in my savings and leave my grandparents' car and keys in their driveway while they're gone. Just mail them some money each month for the loan without a return address. A used Prius is not worth signing my life away to some entitled POS. Yo, what is it in this episode with entitled parents and their own children? Like, I've always thought that, you know, parents would be the ones to look out for their kids and help them. Not, you know, completely go against that and just treat them horribly like we're seeing in this video. I don't know. Makes no sense to me. It's a strange one. It's just really weird because you've been the one that's actually paying them in the first place. And now they're trying to use you even more. I genuinely thought that it was only your mum who was the bad parent, to be honest, early in the story. Like, she was the anti-vaxxer, the crazy one. But no, your dad's just a strange. What a weird couple of people. Anyway, guys, this is only part one. The story has developed. Let's get into part two. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay then, part two. Hello again, Reddits. I'd first like to thank everyone who commented on my original post. I cannot explain to you the relief in knowing I'm not alone in this and that your advice was extremely helpful. Yeah, guys, honestly, the comments on the first post were so supportive. I didn't show you them, but I read through them myself. They were brilliant, to be honest. It's been a whirlwind of a week, but I can proudly say that I've now officially gone no contact with crazy anti-vaxxer mum and dad. Honestly, I've never felt more relieved. I knew after the post that I had to do something as soon as possible. I decided at the end of my last post that it wasn't worth keeping the car. I texted my manager at work on Sunday and she greenlighted a PTO day for me the following Monday. For those of you that don't know, like me, PTO stands for pay time off. First thing I did was go straight to my bank the moment it opened and I explained my situation. The clerk I worked with was extremely understanding and helped me plan a strategy. I couldn't ditch the car until Saturday, and I didn't want my entitled dad figuring out what I was up to until it was too late. She suggested we keep the old account up, since he could see it, but move most of my money to a new account through a withdrawal deposit, so it just looked like I paid rent or something. While we worked the transaction, I texted my entitled dad, agreeing to meet next week, Thursday, to sign the promissory note. This smug butthole replied that that was fine and said, It's good that you're coming to your senses. I'm amazed I didn't pull something with how hard my eyes rolled. Once I finished up at the bank, I thanked the clerk and moved on to my next move. Obviously, I was going to need a new car. I'm sure my dad thought he wiped me out with that 2.5k. He didn't have access to my savers accounts, so he didn't actually have a clue how much money I actually had saved up. Late Sunday nights, I inquired about a lot of used cars in my area and got a response back from a dealer who had a car I liked with decent mileage right in my price range. After the bank, I drove over there and after a quick inspection and look at the car's history, I went ahead and bought it. While I waited for all the paperwork to go through, I tapped away on my phone and extricated myself from everything I shared with them. Car insurance, health insurance, everything. I decided in order to go full no contact, I needed to vanish from their life completely. Car purchased, I moved on to my next move, changing my phone number. My dad still had me on his phone plan. I did worry that I'd have to get a new phone, since technically he bought it back in December. I gave him the money and he went into the store. Luckily, since I paid the full amounts and it wasn't on a payment plan, I got to keep my phone. Score! Getting on my own account and switching everything took all of 15 minutes and I walked out a free human. I went home and talked to my landlord about the events. She lives with me, it's a shared house, and said if my dad comes knocking for me, she'll call the cops, which is super cool of her. My manager, who knows my situation and is a real MVP, helped me pick up my new car on Tuesday. That just left getting rid of the Prius. Obviously, I'd need help. I couldn't drive the car there and just get a cab back since my dad's house is way out in the sticks. I don't have a lot of friends since I moved here during the lockdown and I haven't done a lot of going out and socializing, even though I am now vaccinated. So I asked my partner and my rock through this whole nightmare. 
Since he can't drive long distances due to a health problem, he asked some of our mutual friends. Well, uh, his friends, who I've only hung out with a handful of times. I didn't think anybody would do it, since I don't exactly live close to my parents, and I needed to drop off the car in the dead of night to ensure my safety. But to my surprise, multiple people came forward saying that they'd help. Guys, I cannot impress upon you the relief in just knowing I have allies. I nearly burst into tears when I got the text volunteering to not only meet me in the middle of nowhere at the dead of night, then drive my sorry butt back home, but offers to have me stay with them instead, just in case my entitled dad tried to hunt me down. It just felt so good to know that people cared about what I was going through and wanted to help, and I felt so deeply moved by their kindness and generosity. After the most nerve-wracking week of my life, I woke up at 2am on Saturday morning and met my partners in not really a crime at a gas station near my entitled dad's house. We successfully dropped off the Prius and once I got back home I immediately turned around and drove to my brother's place in the next state to meet up with my sister and hang out with my adorable little baby nieces The best part is while I was hanging out with the kids My dad called my sister livid that I wasn't answering the phone and demanded to know how the Prius got to his house My sister looked at me dead in the eye as she told my dad that she has no idea what he's talking about And that i've been at my brother's place since friday When he demanded to talk to me She said he couldn't because i'd already left and hung up the phone She told me over a nice bottle of bourbon that she'd also been planning on going no contact with them for a while And that she was so proud of me for having the strength to pull this all off Now i'm just straight chilling looking forward to the future with my court appearance for a legal name change looming just over the horizon And following up on a couple applications I put out for some higher paying jobs in my field I can't say for sure that they won't try something But my dad is very limited in what he can do Really it feels like i've dropped a huge weight They really caused me a great deal of pain and suffering throughout my years on this planet And it feels amazing to finally be free. Wow. What a great story I guess this story just shows how speaking to people can genuinely change lives i'm gonna put on screen right now just a few of the hundreds if not thousands of supportive comments that op has received on both part one and part two and clearly we can tell from part two that that ultimately has led to her decision to go non-contact with her horrible entitled parents which is clearly just a win amazing stuff i guess it just shows really that speaking to people and hearing their opinions can alter your mindset in a really positive way op well done anyway guys that is gonna do it for this episode of our slash entitled parents really hope you have enjoyed this one you know i like episodes like this more wholesome you know we don't just laugh at these people we actually see the benefits that they get from posting on reddit and hearing all of your guys incredible comments whether it's on reddit or whether it's you know on this video just showing support for people and genuinely seeing them change their lives for the better is pretty incredible i'm not gonna lie if you want to see more videos like this one check out this one on screen this is quite similar actually someone was being pretty much bullied on youtube and through you guys watching right now the comment section we went over to his channel and helped him out it's a pretty crazy video give it a watch even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.